Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noel Cordo. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Life Coaching. This is Noelle Cordo, and I'm hosting solo today without John because one of the most important elements of our coach training program is our instructors. And in this episode, we're going to speak with Joyce Chen all about branding and niche development and how we can wield it as an asset for ourselves as coaches. Joyce, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. How about you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Your class is hands down one of the favorites as everyone cycles through our Lumia program. So I'm so grateful that you've taken time to spend with us today. Um, What's going on in your world? Oh, well, first of all, I just, I do want to say thank you, Noelle, for for having me on board. I feel so grateful and feel so proud to be a part of this organization and to be able to uh, teach classes with Lumia. And that is very, very exciting. Um, what's going on in my world? Gosh, a lot. Um, you know, I am one of the the coaches and instructors that does have a day job and then also uh, continues to coach on the side and have a part-time business in coaching as well. Um, so that's really exciting. And I feel like this year... A lot of people, and I'm so glad to see it. Um, I really love that so many students are coming in and really trying to take control of their stories um, and like almost bloom in their own stories and leverage that as a strength for themselves and really take pride in it. And especially with everything we've gone through in the past couple of years, um, it's just, it's really, really inspiring to see that. And so I am spending a lot of time connecting with students and that's been really, really fulfilling for me lately. Fantastic. I love that visual of blooming into your own story. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's pull the wool back a little bit. Can you give us your bio? Who are you? Who are you in the world at large? And what do you teach for Lumia? Sure. So um, as as you've introduced, my name is Joyce Chen, who I am in the world. I am someone who I consider myself an explorer, an adventurer, someone who's just really, really curious about connections in life. Um, I've learned early on that I, I really want to identify myself as that first before I talk about you know what I do and what my job is. But I really am someone that's just very curious about the world and, and very curious about connection. And where that's led me into my life today in terms of what I'm doing. So I, a quick, quick bio, I was born in Taiwan, moved to the US when I was three, um, grew up in a very, very loving family um, and had just such great opportunity and saw my parents, especially from their immigrant story. And as an immigrant myself, really see them make the sacrifices just to really provide for their family um, and give us the opportunities that we weren't necessarily given um, or that they weren't necessarily given when they were younger. So um, I feel so grateful to have had that as a part of my story and um, so grateful to have parents who really focused on giving us a lot of love, um, 
but also pushing us and really challenging us. And, you know, there were some moments in my childhood where it was tough. And um, I am just, again, so grateful of the resource that they've given us um, to try to help us, you know, build something better with our lives in the future. Mm. And so, you know, after you know, growing up in, in, I'll call it 900 square feet uh, as a family of six, um, I went to UC Berkeley for college and gosh, Berkeley was just like a whole new world to me, completely different. Um, it opened my eyes to so many different things. And I think that's honestly where my curiosity peaked. Um, I got to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life and different backgrounds, very different than what I knew as a child. And so um, at that time, I honestly thought, I thought I was going to be a journalist. I loved telling stories and I loved meeting people and I loved being able to um, tell other people's stories too. And I you know, worked for a long time for the school paper and journalism and so on and so forth. And um, somehow along the way in college, I got turned on to the idea of marketing and brand management. And what I loved about that was it was an opportunity to tell stories and connect with different consumers. And I think what I really loved about it was, you know, in the, in the, and I will admit, I come from a corporate world. There is so much that we can do with that, that is rooted in good in terms of how do we connect with people? How do we connect with their stories? How do we, um, truly help them make memories and build memories and build connections. And so somehow between my love for storytelling and journalism and then stumbling upon marketing, I found myself um, building a career as a brand marketer. So for the past 15 plus years, I have been working within the um, brand marketing world and um, it has been so fun. I do, I do work for um, a fairly large winery and, that whole idea of building memories and the whole idea of helping people build memories with the things that you do is really important. And, you know, to this day in my corporate job, I do tell my team, you know, your job, um, your job does not define you. You are not your job. It is actually your job to find the purpose um, in the work that you do and how to really make that meaningful for you and make it meaningful for others. I so, love that. Yeah. And it's, it's so important today. Right. And I think that really ties into my story of why I really then decided to go into coaching, you know, after doing the corporate job, um, and, and still liking it. I also found that there were moments where I wanted something more. And a part of this is tied to my own personal story. You know, I, grew up doing a lot of the things that people said I should do. I did a lot of the things where people said, you know, you should do this, you should do that. And I always say like the first chapter of my adulthood life is um, what I call the, the life of shoulds. I lived a life of shoulds because everyone said I should do that. And um, I never really got to explore other things or, you know, didn't necessarily always give myself permission to explore the other things that I, that I really wanted to do. So, um, you know, through my own, I'll call it personal breaking, I did go through a pretty tumultuous relationship and an expiration of a marriage. 
I found that there was so much more that could be done. And there was so much more for me to rediscover in myself. And I am forever grateful for that moment. And it really pushed me to go back to that curiosity, go back to the exploration, go back to all those things I thought I wanted and give myself permission to go actually seek that and live the life that I really wanted to live, not on other people's terms. And that's how I found coaching. Um, Noelle, I remember having an introductory call with you. Yes, I I was going to (laughs) say... I, I remember that. I re- I remember that that very first phone call. And you know what's coming up for me now as I'm listening to you is this is a, a beautiful portrait of the intersection of you know what you experienced in your early professional career, what you experienced in your life, and then the impact that the promise of coaching holds for for not just you but for everyone, for our students, for the clients of our students. Uh, our alumni, other coaches out in the world to really say to everyone, you get to live life on your own terms. And coaching is the art and science of how we do that. So given that you now hold all of these beautiful blossoms, the lives of our students in your hands as they move through our classrooms each week, what do you see? What is the experience like for your students what is your Lumia class like? What takes place in that class? How do we lead people to understanding the nuance of storytelling in coaching? Yeah. Um, I, gosh. So I like to say a part of what I do is I, I truly help purpose minded people and purpose minded individuals feel empowered through their own stories. And in Lumia, by the time students have gone through all the classes, um, they're really at this intersection where they're trying to figure out like, okay, I know that I have a story. I know uh, that I'm able to help people. I know I've gotten into this business of of helping other humans. Um, And how do I bring that to life? How do I share that with the world? Um, And how do I take pride in my story? So a lot of what we do in class is... What I encourage uh, students to do is to really think about themselves. And I know that sounds so crazy because I think a lot of the times, and you see this in other places where they say like to build your own personal brand, and that's the class I teach is purpose-driven personal branding. Um, To build your own brand, it's like a flashy logo and colors and like the best website and all this Instagram content. And um, actually, I, I try to ground my students in understanding who they are. Because at the end of the day, they really are, um, they are the brand, they are the star of the show um, in terms of their own brand. And so when I say help people feel empowered through their own stories, I really want our students to feel really good about their stories. Sort of like how you said, Noelle, it's about, you know, taking life in your own terms and, and knowing that you can, you can craft that, you can believe that. And I think in my class, you see a lot of those kind of like synapses happening in class, right? And I, through our exercises that we do, we talk about not just, you know, how do you functionally present yourself out there as a coach, but like, we talk a lot about how do you build your emotion behind your brand? How do you use that emotion to then connect with the people that you really, really want to help? 
because at the end of the day, all of this is still very much a human experience. And so it's really amazing to see students from the start of class towards the end of the class, all of a sudden have like these synapses firing. And one of my favorite exercises that I love that we do in the class, Noelle, is is the why statement. Mm, I was going to ask about that. So when I, so at these days, the the most um, engagement that I have with students is I hold little talks before folks come into the program. And one of the things that we touch on is our why. And for me, when I first started out in this space, I was um, very young. I was in my 20s. I was in an unhealthy relationship that became an unhealthy marriage. I was really struggling with eating disorders. And I remember watching what was supposed to be, or at least what, you know, television and movies present as like your twenties are the best time of your life. I was watching myself and saying, this isn't it. And <laughs> this isn't what oh, I thought, you know, was, was going to be a, a, a good time. Um, and I found Martin Seligman's work of learned helplessness. And for me, that was incredible because there was an actual yeah. art and science to digging yourself out. And yeah. my why became, how do we put this message out into the world? How can yes. I help other people understand that there's a, a template, an empirical basis, and an actual methodology to creating happiness in your own life on your own terms? And, and that's the why that I've carried with me throughout my career. So now almost 15 years later, um, sitting at the head of a corporation, when I think about, you know, who needs to dig out of what and how Mm -hmm. and why it would be other leaders, you know, with organizational challenges. So my, my why has kind of grown with me. How do you see the why and, and what do young coaches need to know about working with it? Yeah, for sure. I I love that you share that, Noelle. And your whys can absolutely grow with you. Like my why has been with me for, gosh, the past seven years. And, you know, what I tell students in class is um, a really great why doesn't need to sound fancy. (laughs) What it needs to do is it needs to be simple. It needs to be something that inspires you. Ideally, it's a why that's in service to greater humankind and just really pushes you and challenges you and pulls you up when you you are feeling lost, but also pushes you forward, uh, pushes you forward and challenges you when you when you need to. And so I love that you talked about how your why evolved because whys can absolutely evolve. Um, whys can can stay with you in, in the time that that you see fit, but they can also continue to grow and evolve because people grow and evolve. Um, and so I do think it's really important when, you know, students want work on their why statement in class. It's amazing. I see my, one of my favorite points in class, Noelle, is when we do the why exercise in the why workshop, you know, about half the students normally have some idea of what their why is. Um, the other half of the students have no clue. Um, and they always ask like, what if I have to live with this forever? And I tell them like, no, you actually don't. You, you live with it for as long as it serves you and let it evolve and let it grow with you because you're also going to grow and evolve too. And the most important thing is it has to inspire you. Um, but one of my most favorite points is, you know, I send them off into breakout rooms 
they come back and I, I, half the time, honestly, I see just big giant smiles on screen. I see people with tears and it's amazing when people are able to unlock and tap into that really powerful statement to just ground them and motivate them and push them and, and really use that to you know continue to build their stories and feel empowered. And I, I do believe that we all have some form of agency that we can tap into. And I, I love just helping our students find that agency within themselves for sure. And that white statement plays a huge role in that for sure. <laughs> it does. It does. And it's intimidating. You're right to be sitting at the outset of a career um, and working to understand what are all of the pieces, the external pieces. So in Mm -hmm. addition to knowing how to coach, in addition to understanding the ethics and boundaries of working with other humans, you know, this is one of those pieces that can feel really daunting. When I step back and look at my own why, What's kind of sneaky about it is that my own story, my own suffering was the motivation for it, Mm -hmm. but the why itself was the science. And that's such an important aspect of why statements for young coaches to know is that if you don't have the impulse to share your own story, um, similar to me, your why might be centered on the technique and the science or something about the world at large. Oh, absolutely. Like your, your why is that purpose, right? Um, and I, I love that you bring up the science behind it too, because in class we do talk a lot about like, here's the theory and then here's the application. How do we, how do we really bring that to life? And yes, like your, your why statement, your purpose can be personally rooted in your story and it also can be rooted in just what you want to do for the world or, or your vision for the world, or how do you want to leave the world a better place? We talk a lot about, um, what's your living legacy? You know, what's the legacy you want to leave behind? All of that is so powerful and important to, you know, building who you are as a coach. And then also just really important in building um, your own purpose-driven brand as a coach, which is really, really exciting. And Noelle, I don't know if you get this question a lot, but like I have some coaches who come to me and say, you know, I'm really afraid about building my own personal brand. And I ask them why. And they say, well, like, I don't want it to feel like salesy. I don't want it to feel corporate. I don't want it to feel impersonal. And, you know, as we talk through class, we talk about how important it is to have like your own authenticity, your own story, your own why and your purpose really show through Um, because that really helps um, build that purpose driven and um, the authenticity that that feels more connected to, I think, humankind in building your brand um, in the process. I, I do hear that. And, and that salesy aspect is um, is definitely a point of concern for a lot of folks. Yeah. When, when I reflect on it and I think about coaching the world at large, the, the work of building businesses, the work of supporting businesses, one of the things that is true and also emblematic of how the world has changed in the times that we live in now is that there's very little separation between you as a human, what you might say or do on social media, how you show up in your community, 
and what is expected of you as a professional. And the idea of creating and selling myself in terms of a personal brand was once very scary to me because Mm -hmm. it felt like a lot of work. It felt like there was risk involved if I showed up the wrong way, if I did the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned instead is it's actually a comfort to turn my compass internally and to really ask myself, what are my values? And the key to effectiveness in a personal brand is consistency. If I am consistently aligned with my values, Mm -hmm. I never have to pretend. And I can use that as an authentic path forward. Oh, absolutely. Noelle, you are you are you are hitting one of the most important points that we also talk about in class is, you know, great purpose-driven brands are rooted in values, right? So they have purpose, they have values, and you only become a great brand when you, you know, consistently and dependably over-deliver on those values over a period of time. And those values are so rooted to the person and the individual. And that's where the humanity shows up, right? And that's where the humanity shows up in allowing us to connect with other people. And and I, I can't stress enough how important it is to have, you know, values and purpose as a part of your own personal brand. Um, and what's interesting is as, as you start to live that, like those two things start to come up the same. And, you know, one thing you noted, Noelle, and I, I'd love to offer a reframe, you know, personal branding is not necessarily about just, you know, selling yourself all the time. It's about sharing who you are and it's about mm-hmm. sharing what you stand for and what you believe in and what your living legacy will be. And that's what people connect with. They connect with the human aspect of it, not necessarily selling who you are. And that's so important for us that we talk about in class as well. That's a great reframe. That's a great reframe. So let's give our listeners some starting points. If if this is all new for you and you're thinking, oh my goodness gracious, what a hill to climb, um, not only in the service of my own legacy, but on the potential path of becoming a coach, what are what's a little bit of a starter kit that people yeah. can begin to notice about themselves in order to tap into those values? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I might offer it. I might offer it in these three tips. If you are on the path, if you're starting out thinking about how do I build my own personal purpose-driven brand as a coach, um, so I would say the first thing um, to dig into is is to understand your values. What are your values? Um, and the number one thing I tell my students is. Don't build your brand based off just the function of coaching, right? Of course, everyone is going to be coaching, um, you know, their students, they've come in to get the coaching skills, which is great, but your brand isn't necessarily just the coaching itself. Your brand is about what emotional benefit are you going to bring to your clients? What values are you going to bring to your clients? So I'd say step one is step into understanding what your values are as a person, as a coach, And how will you emotionally benefit um, the clients that you work with? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, The second thing I would say, and this is one that, gosh, I wish I could sing from the rooftops. 
um, a niche does not make you a great coach. <laughs> yes. This, I feel like causes so much pressure for coaches. They're like, if I don't have a niche, I can't be a great coach. And I just want to say time out on that. And here's what I love about Lumia. Lumia provides the, you know, science, the theory, the application of how to be a great coach, period. Right. And generalist coaching is incredibly valuable. And the, the, the tip to being a great coach is to practice being a great coach. Just because you attach a niche to your practice um, does not necessarily mean you're going to be a great coach. It really comes from really practicing it. And so I think a lot of the time students have this moment, they're like, well, what if I don't have a niche? You see, that's great. Lean into being a great generalist coach and helping anyone that you can. Um, the benefit of a niche is only to really help a specific group of people that have a need. We say a niche equals a need. Um, and it allows you to just get closer to that specific audience. But you don't need to have one in order to be a great coach. Um, and so, gosh, that, that would be another thing that I would probably tell students on their path right now to to kind of release themselves from that pressure of having to identify a niche, focus mm -hmm. on being a great coach. And that's why when we talk about niche in our class, it's not about choosing a niche. It's about discovering one if it's applicable to you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it can change. Yes, it can change. I, you know, I often walk through my own personal story in class where within the first four years of being a coach, you know, my niche did change and that's okay. And you're allowed to evolve. And um, the niches are, are accessories to your practice that help you um, drive focus with a certain person if you want to. And then I would just say the last thing is like focus on your why and focus on your purpose of what brought you to coaching in the first place. Um, there's so much power and so much agency in that. And um, figuring out your why truly serves as a North Star for you in so many things that you do. So those would be my top three to to help coaches on that path if they're starting out with their own purpose-driven personal brands. That Those are beautiful nuggets. And I also want to let our audience know that you do this work as a coach. And yes. if anyone would like to connect with you inside of our classroom or personally as a coach, where can folks find you? Sure. So they can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is joyloveandwanders.com. There are dots in between each of those. So joy.love.and.wanders. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And it's also the same for my website. And that's where uh, they can find me, learn more about me, and um, also get a hold of me if they, if they want to ask questions or get in contact. Wonderful. Thank you for your generosity. Um, thank you for lovingly holding all of our students through their own path of discovery. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me again, Noel. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. 
If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.